When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the World of Work podcast, brought to you by the Aggie Evo System, UC Davis Athletics' one-of-a-kind initiative that focuses on preparing student-athletes for a successful launch into life after graduation. Happy Thursday, Aggie Evo fans. If it's Thursday night, it must be time for the Aggie Evo World of Work Coffee Talk podcast. Part of our ongoing effort to help student-athletes better know and navigate the world of work by introducing them to some extraordinary people that are out in the world of work doing cool and amazing things. And this evening, it is my distinct pleasure to uh, introduce somebody that is one of our very valued partners from the EJ Gallo. Uh, I'm going to screw up the name, Jamie. Tell me the correct, <laughs> appropriate corporate name. E&J Gallo Winery, also known as Gallo Sales Company Distributing, which, which I work for. That thing. Jamie Turpin, it's good to see you. Thank you for coming on the podcast tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So um, my first question always to guests, uh, because we teach storytelling to athletes, is tell us your story. You can start wherever you want. Um, tell us whatever you want. Include the significant milestones, things that got you to this place, and then we'll dive in a little bit from there. Sure. So uh, from Northern California originally, I um, went to San Ramon Valley out in uh, Danville, a, a Wolf alumni, if you will. Um, I uh, came to UC Davis. I played water polo at at, in high school. So it was came between Davis and Santa Barbara for me and uh, recruited by both schools. And uh, I actually had an offer from the Davis coach at the time. And Santa Barbara called me at the last minute and said, okay, we're ready for you. I think we got a spot. We want you to come visit tomorrow, but we need an answer within 24 hours. So uh, I think after the visit, I like to tell my dad, I made probably the, uh, the wisest decision I've made in my life after that one, uh, because my response was, Dad, that was an amazing trip, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to graduate from Santa Barbara. 
<laughs> that is some good self-awareness in 17 year old jamie if you can believe it um but as it, as it turns out davis likes to have fun too but uh we 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 made the decision to uh to go to davis and uh it, it hands down was one of the best decisions ever to uh to participate at the at the school so uh i i came to davis in 2000 um i was an economics major and i was actually a film studies minor so uh, had a slight dream to become a, a movie maker, if you will, in Hollywood. As you can see, I took a beeline straight to the liquor industry <laughs> when I graduated. So that path different. is still in front of you, my friend. That's not closed off. You yet. never know. I, I will say I might, I've used my my film skills many times at, at Davis or at Davis and at at work as well, making videos for the for the work industry. So it's been pretty cool. Content creation is not getting any less important in the world. So you're going to oh, use that skill more for least. sure. I was an early millennial, graduated in 2000, as I like to say. So you were on the leading edge of your generation. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, right. so, so, so I graduated in 2004 uh, from Davis and, and my story would go how I ended up at, at Gala was, you know, I always knew I wanted to get into the sales industry. Um, I knew I did not want to sit behind a desk and I didn't really know what industry I want to get into at the time. I just knew that I want to be out there. I want to get in front of people. Um, I was the captain on the team. So I knew I want to get into some sort of leadership, uh, you know, down the road as I develop myself. Um, and I, I actually, as a sophomore, one of my old teammates had graduated and gone to work for Gallo. And he came to talk to us when I was a sophomore. And at the time, I, I was listening to what he had to say, listening about the program. But again, I had about two and a half years left in my career. So I was more about when, when are we going to be able to hang out with my buddy? Um, but then when I came to graduate, I remembered uh, what he had said about the company. I remember what he said about the culture and about the, the opportunity and the organization. Uh, the industry. So I gave it a shot and gave the guy a call. and um you know rehashed everything that he had said and went for it and here i am 17 years later out of uh, uc davis with the same company that is an extraordinary run and we're going to dig into gallo's culture a little bit and why that's even sure. possible but um let's cut to the end your current day job title and what do you actually do during the day it's a good question i wish i had it on a whiteboard what i do every day uh i am the, officially the general sales manager of california so so I manage our, our entire sales force, if you will, the feet on the street team, that's 350 people or so across the state. Um, and I, I, I am involved with very much the personnel side. I would say probably 70% of my job is, is dealing with people's careers and development, um, which I, I love and hold dear, dear to my heart. Um, it's, it's a skill that I've learned over my 17 years that I just, I want to keep pursuing and then going down the path. So um, I have a I have a team of direct reports obviously underneath me, but our job is to press our products into the grocery stores and big box stores and drug stores of the market. So here in Northern California, that'd be a, a Safeway, Walmart, CVS. Um, if you see a display of wine and spirits, if it's if it's a Gallo brand, that would be my Salesforce selling it to the floor. Okay. So is it still a typical day you're not hanging out at the desk? Because in many companies, the more you go up the ladder, the less you have to actually go out and do stuff. 100%. 100%. I think that's that's one of the things that's kept me along this path is we are very much feet on the street, 
team-oriented uh, management staff, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, the, the cool part is that I learned at a very young age in the company is the gallows themselves are very much beat on the street as well. Um, I had a gallo working out of my office in Hayward uh, where I started as a sales rep. And I probably went a year not knowing his name and not knowing that he was an actual gallo, uh, but kept running into him through the hallways here and there. Um, and that's not unusual. I mean, we, we spent time with the CEO on, on the streets, in the stores. And um, that's, that's where we learned our business, right? That's where we learned what the consumer does with our brands, how they pick up our brands, how they shop our brands, what, what works, what doesn't work. Um, it's all about being out there in the streets with your people, developing the people and learning the industry. So yeah, very much so. Anytime I can get it, we're out in the streets. I think that's a clear advantage of a family-owned company. And there aren't too many family-owned companies that sustain for as long as they have. And I, I sound like a fanboy. I don't even drink, but I do value <laughs> the culture and the opportunities that EJ Gallows presented for athletes. So talk a little bit about the path, because um, I think there is a fairly standardized sort of entry. And there if is. I understand it correctly, there's a lot of different places you can go once you get into the company. Yeah. So, so coming into the company, call it ground zero in the trenches would be a sales rep for us. It's really a three-phase program that we offer. It's called the, the sales leadership development program. So three phases would be you come in as a sales rep. Uh, it's anywhere from a year and a half, two years. You cut your teeth in the sales. You learn about the organization. You learn about the company. You learn about the industry, competition. Um, phase two would be their first leadership experience with us as a district manager. So that's where you re really learn to be a leader in the work world. You're managing a team to a five to seven sales reps. Um, that's usually about a year and a half, two years or so as well. Um, and then from there, phase three is, is really what we would like to call the canopy of the tree, right? And that's where things really start opening up for you. Um, if you want to stay in the sales leadership side of the business, that phase would be what we call an area manager. And now that's the leader over the top of a team of district managers. So you could very quickly in four or five years have a team of 20 people underneath you straight out of college. Um, but at that point, to your point, the opportunities that open up to you, that's really what it is after you get your entry level experience as a district manager. If you have a passion in you know, finance, you have a passion in, in selling and you know, want to jump out of the leadership position and you just want to go have the hunt or the thrill of the sale, there's jobs that you can jump into that. You can jump into the on-premise, which is restaurants and bars. So that's really where the paths opens up from there. That is a helpful explanation. Thanks for that. Okay. Uh, let's go back a little bit earlier in life. You, you sort of skipped over all early life. Um, <laughs> you said you're from NorCal. Yeah. Um, when did you start playing water polo? Uh, I think I was in seventh grade when I started playing water polo. Swimmer before that or some other distancey thing? I was. I was the uh, the kid that my parents threw me in the pool probably at four years old to learn to swim. So yes, swam my whole life. Gotcha. Okay. And traditional path through water polo in high school, played, got recruited, all that you sort of alluded to. Yeah. Um, you kind of, it sounds like you went to college intending on business and we don't really have that. So you did economics. Is that fair? Yeah, that, that was the closest thing, that, especially at the time. Not sure if it's changed since then, but um, econ was certainly the, the closest to business at the time. Yeah. We still have economics, but we have a managerial economics is sort of what the ag yeah. college offers. That That's a business related degree. Yeah. Did you always know that was a thing you wanted to do? Uh, I did. I did. I mean, I knew I knew I wanted to get, in, get into some sort of sales environment. Um, and Waterpool obviously drew me to, to Davis first and foremost. 
being recruited there. Um, econ was, was the closest I could get to, to following that pursuit. But, you know, I would say the beauty of, of this industry, no matter if it's with Gallo or, or any organization, sales welcomes all walks of life is what I've learned over the 17 years. I mean, we've hired biomedical engineers, we've hired chemical engineers, we've hired psychologists. I mean, it's, it's a all walk of life type of, of, uh, industry, which is kind of a cool thing. Um, because it's, it's basically, if, if you are able to have a ongoing relationship and, and, and conversation with a complete stranger, most likely people are going to be drawn to you and people buy from who they like. So, um, it's, it's been a pretty cool deal. That's a good segue to next and, and most important question. You were an athlete, and a lot of our effort is trying to help athletes understand the things that they have as an athlete that are transferable and applicable in the world of work beyond. So if you had to pick one, two, three things that you developed as an elite water polo player that have served you well now over a 17-year super impressive career, what would you point to? Work ethic is certainly one of them. Um, I think these days with the world we live in coming out of COVID and um, all the challenges we've had over the last two years and, and a big draw towards remote life. It's, we've seen a shift, um, you know, just speaking of the last few years, obviously, but um, you, one thing you cannot replace is just the ability and desire to work hard and work through the challenges that you face as an athlete um, and the, the rough hours you could work as an athlete where you may have to get up at 5 a.m. or earlier to go dredge out in the trenches and work hard and go straight to school and, and just shift gears really fast. And, and that ability to be that, you know, quick change artist, if you will, throughout your career is critical in the work world, whether it's with sales or not. And that if, if, as an athlete, I would say these days, that tends to put you a leg above the rest right now, because, because it is hard to find people that want to have that difficult and hard work ethic and keep that as your core value uh, just because it is so easy to, to say you want to work remote and and keep things simple so uh, work ethic for sure I would say you know going through college and really my, the whole life of, of just being an athlete prepped me for the ups and downs that you would find when you become you know an entry into the work world so resilience 100 percent and being I, what I can't remember what position did you play uh, I was a what we would call utility. So it was a, it was the big guy that can swim fast too. So a little bit of everything. So part of sports and a lot of sports, but especially yours is literally getting dunked on or missing a shot and having to bounce back immediately and not take it personally and not right. kind of get overwhelmed. And I'm guessing that's an important part of a sales career. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would say in a sales career, we like to say that you would hear no 95% of your time. Right. And you, you have to be able to bounce back. You can't take it personal, much like an athlete, right? You can't take it personal, but the people that do the best are the people that want to find the nose, go after the nose and figure out the key to make that person say yes. Could take three weeks, could take a day, could take six months, but you know, it's that resilience that, that you mentioned that will get you there at the end. So, Industry-related question. One of the things I feel compelled to do with young folks today is help them figure out what jobs are still going to be around. We're at a really dynamic point in terms of global political economy and what jobs are existing and what's getting replaced, what's getting automated. Yeah, I, I have a sense that the sales business, uh, not even thinking about wine and spirits, but sales in general, is hard to automate, hard <laughs> to get replaced by machine learning. So that set yeah. of non-cognitive skills that make you good at what you do 
I feel like is going to sustain in just about any industry. Does it look like that from your perspective? Yeah, 100%. I, I would say there's many sales industries where that's that's going to be a challenge for sure uh, over time. But I think with our industry, it continues to grow. And whether it's categories, consumers, segments, I mean, digital is now expanding, but you still need salespeople for that, even though it's digital. Uh, we have an entire e-commerce team that we created in the last two years that we had to staff up for. So the sales team in our industry continues to grow because the industry continues to grow. It's one of those unique industries that we like to we like to say is is recession proof, if you will, because at the end of the day, think times are good. People like to celebrate. Times are bad. People celebrate celebrate just in different ways, right? They just change yeah. their purchasing habits. So um, it's one of those industries where no matter what the country or world is facing, the consumer habits just change. It creates new categories, which creates new jobs for our world. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where it just feels like no matter what's happening out there, we continue to create jobs and and have more needs in different departments. So and Gallo's pretty closely tied to Northern California. And obviously we're big in the yeah. wine business, but I also know that you are global and have opportunities all over the place. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. Certainly. It's it's certainly harder to go outside of the the country these days just because we've developed so strongly. Um, you know, call it in the UK, for instance, but, um, you know, here in the United States, we have opportunities everywhere. Um, we, we recruit strongly for California, but, you know, the beauty of, of this, this company and the industry, but we're really with Gallo is we have so many partner distributors across the U S and, uh, the winery itself has positions, you know, all across the U S covering those distributors. So just because you would start and call it Southern California, if that's where your family is from you could easily jump to Nevada or New York down the road. So um, the opportunity just continues to expand. And future for you, do you think it is extraordinarily rare to spend 20 years at one company today? In my father's generation, that happened. In my <laughs> generation, it started to go away. Your generation, it feels like that almost never happens. Yeah. You think you're you're a gala for life and nobody listens to this. So don't worry, nobody's going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say yes, that. It's just, it's a strange thing. It's weird to say to people that I've been with the same company for, for almost two decades. It's yeah. crazy. Just turned 40. So here we are. Happy birthday, young man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Not sure I'm happy about it, but I'm still alive. <laughs> I, I barely um, remember 40, but I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> me too. We'll talk weird. about 50 sometime. Now 60 is <laughs> coming at me fast. For sure. Yeah. Listen, I, it, no matter how long you've been with this company, you're continually challenged, which is what keeps me here. You know, the culture is incredible. And that's probably the first hook that you experience when you come yeah. work for us is it's a lot of fired up type A athletes or, you know, fraternity presidents, sorority presidents, what have you, driven people that want to succeed. So it creates an, a very initial instant bond with people. Um, and then you have the family oriented piece with the gallows that they create, but it's the opportunities, you, you know, you ask what's next. We get asked that a lot in interviews when we're hiring people. And it's hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say. Before I had this job, it sounds fake, but it's not. The last three jobs I had, I was the first one to have that job. It never existed hmm. before I got it. So that just goes to show that we're how fast we're evolving with the industry and the times um, to better you know, suit the company and the consumer. But uh, I don't know what's next. I just know that it's, it's most likely with this company. 
That is a fun answer. All right. Last question I always ask. Um, if you could go back and tell 18-year-old Jamie something you've learned that might have changed the path or made it a little easier, is there anything you would you would share with your 18-year-old self? Stick with it. Be patient. You're going to fail. <laughs> For sure. That was that kind of goes with the resilience piece, but I guess a, yes. a growth mindset. Yes. Yes. I, I would say um, sticking with it and just being patient is so critical. And it's probably... The, probably one of the most valuable, you know, uh, strengths, I would say that I've, I've had to grow as I've worked myself into the working environment. And it started with college, whether it was trying to balance your, your work-life balance with school and water polo and whatever extracurricular activities were happening. That, that was a blast, but it was also a strike to the system of how do I balance all this, right? So, uh, when you get to the working world, it gets even harder. Life comes at you really fast. So, but that patience that you learn as that student athlete, uh, and being able to roll with the punches and navigate and time manage and and figure out how to find your way to the finish line, you take with you all the way, all the way to being a, a dad, if you will, managing kids at home. So there you go. A brilliant close from Mr. Jamie Turpin, general <laughs> manager for all of Northern California sales. Thank you so much, my friend, for the time. Uh, Hope we'll get to see you on campus sometime soon. You bet. Anytime back on Davis, I'm on board. It's great. That's awesome. Well, that's it for this week's Aggie Evo World of Work Coffee Talk podcast. Thanks for listening to the World of Work podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and forward this to a friend. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation.